What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another great episode of Faithfully Led, my Faithfully Led tribe members. This is your host, Sean Romero, and I love to guys love having you guys here again. I'm bringing you another awesome episode with another awesome guest and another amazing person who has done so much and is going to show you what God can do in your life and how God really just comes to you at the moments when you either least expect it or you're asking the most but at the perfect time, always on time. So, but before that, guys, go ahead and like and subscribe the show to, you know, give me a rating on iTunes. So that way it helps the ministry. It helps me get out there and helps the word get out there to the people who really, truly need to hear this. So today I have with me Sarah Thurman. Now, Sarah Thurman has her own book. She's a, a the number one sell, uh, author, and she also has her e-course. Her book is called Small Beginnings, A Journey to the Impossible, her own memoir of my journey of becoming an artist released and it was released on June 25th of this year. And it's already number one on Kindle. Guys, you got to go get it. You know, I'm a huge voracious reader. You got to go get it. Also, she has her own e-course, 100 Days Creating with God. So here, Sarah is an artist, an author. She's, you know, a course creator. She's an amazing influencer. So let's welcome to the program, Sarah. God bless you. Thank you for having coming on Faithfully Led. Hey, I am so excited to be with you today, Sean. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks awesome. for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just recently heard you on the podcast, uh, Thriving Christian Artist Podcast with Matt Tommy, and that was an amazing podcast. I mean, you really went into depth, you. you know, to, you know, what happened. So why don't you go ahead and let my audience know, like, you know, more about you and how did you come to this position? Okay, well, it's quite a story. It's um, five years ago, I was not an artist, would never have said I was an artist. I was a retired school principal and central office administrator. And being an artist was like, if you could stretch your arms out as far away as you as possible, like that's, I was not an artist. Like there's no way. But what happened is I gathered with a group of women here in my little town in central Texas called Wimberley, and we were just worshiping God. And we had big pieces of roofing felt, that black paper, you know, that you put on the roof before you put the shingles on. And we had big squirt bottles of acrylic paint. And we were just going to worship God. We we had no instruction. We were just going to listen and worship God in the midst of painting. And we were doing this on Tuesday mornings from 9 to 12. And it was like a new sort of, we were the guinea pigs. Like, let's just see what happens, you know? And it was a couple of the ladies had this brainstorm. So we were there. And actually the second week, God told me, you're an artist for me. And I said, there is no way. I do not know what I'm doing. And he said, hang out with me and I will teach you. And so I took him at his word. And I didn't believe I was an artist for several years, but I pushed in to a place of victory and I just had to change my mindset. And I'm telling you, I had mental gymnastics many times going on in my head. Like, God, why am I doing this? Why am I? I don't even know what I'm doing. And I don't, you know, my art looks very, most of the time I felt like I was at about an 18 month old. And uh, so, so, so much like a little child. Um, But he said in April, this was in October of 2014, in April of 2015, God started something with me that was a a daily discipline and it was a 100 day project. And he gave me the guidelines for that. It's really 
what I developed my e-course out of this discipline that he showed me in a loving, kind way of hanging out with him every day and having that as my anchor and then moving into place of creativity from those daily anchors of his scripture, of his word. And so I started that practice and he really started unveiling his creation to me. I noticed colors of green that I'd never noticed. You know, I mean, I said, trees are green, grass is green. But when you really look at them, there's so many different shades. And now I know the word for that is different values. I didn't even know what color value was, you know, but now I do. So we, I went on and I painted for two years just in my, you know, in my private time with him, in my intimate time every day with God. And, but I wanted to sell. I wanted to sell my work because I could feel that in my spirit to, you know, to start selling. And so uh, we were overseas, Golia, that year. And we got there, and our son said to my hairs that when they're answered, there's no way they could be answered except God would do them. And so he really challenged us on that. And I was like, okay, God, that sounds good. I know what I want. I want to sell my art, and it's impossible without you. And so I'm a journaler, and I wrote in my prayer journal uh, in mid September of 2016 Lord, I want to paint and sell small, medium, and large paintings for you to give money back out to people in need all over the world. I did not tell my family, my husband, my son or daughter-in-law that I had written that prayer, but it was just between, you know, me and God. And I really, I I have to tell you that I didn't know for sure. I, I really didn't believe that he would, but I wanted to believe. And so I wrote it. There was also a second part of that prayer that I will share in this podcast. Um, the second part is that I get a very large chunk of money every month as net profit to get back out. And I don't, I did share, it's unbelievable for me now to what I asked for, and it has not come to fruit yet, but I believe it will. Now I can tell you, yes, it will. I asked for $4,000 a month net profit to get back out to people in need all over the world. And there's definitely been some months that I've reached that, but as an artist, it goes up and down, you know, so, but I'm believing that that will be a constant and that will happen in 2020. And so I just declare that right now. And over Acts 1 8 Blessings, which is the name of our business. But we came back November 1st of 2016. And on November 7th, I saw my first painting. It was an angel. I posted it on Facebook. A friend of mine bought it. And that started. That was like the start of the flow from God. The next few months, it was right before Christmas. God had told me to start painting angels, and I was painting them and selling them. People were buying them for Christmas gifts. And then in January, on January 2nd of 2017, we walked out in faith, and my husband and I met with a small business consultant to say, we're starting a business. We knew the name of our business, and it was Acts 1-8, blessings. And Acts 1-8 is an anchor scripture for us. And it says, and I paraphrase it, but it says, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will make my name famous in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so with the parts of that, and it's actually Jesus's words after he came back, like after he was resurrected, he's telling his disciples this, like, this is your, this is your job, you know, make my name famous. And so we really hooked onto that and said, Lord, how, 
And so it just went from there. I mean, that first year, 2017, I painted and sold over 300 paintings. Wow. In 2018, I painted and I painted over 600 paintings. That was last year. And I've sold over 500 of those, maybe even more. I, I don't really know. I, I'm in some galleries out of state and I honestly don't know how many they've got left. Um, and then last year in December, I told God, I don't want to paint 1,200 next year. That's too many. <laughs> My hands have, you know, I don't want to, you know, I need. And he was already stirring me to do more teaching and mentoring and uh, speaking. And I was in the midst of writing my book as well. So that's like a, a lot right there. But there's still more little pieces. But I'll... Uh, yeah, I'll stop for there and see what, what else you want me to unpack. So, yeah, I yeah. Mean, can you hear me? Uh, yep, I can hear you. Thank you. Uh, that's that's amazing. That's such an amazing story. I mean, it, it's, you know, to be able to have that, you know, that surrender. And, and you know, when you came to that surrender, and, and, and again, people connotate see. surrender being something as negative, something that is you know, something is submissive. And yeah, when you surrender, you are submitting, but also you're also submitting to do something that's greater than yourself. So how is it that, you know, when, when God came to you and said that, I mean, what was your feelings? What were your feelings like? I mean, was it just like overwhelming? Was it, you know, I mean, and and what was that like? Well, I, (laughs) when he told me that I was an artist for him, I was like, there's no way. But then he came right back to give me the solution. And how I hear God is in my spirit. I have not at this point heard his audible voice, but I know it is him talking. I really say that it's right in the middle of my chest. And when I hear and I can, it's new thoughts coming in and I know it's him. And when he gave me the solution right after I doubted him and said, there's no way. And he gave me the solution and he said, hang out with me. And I believe like that's the best solution anything that we ever could do in our life is hang out with him. He's waiting. He's waiting for us. He's inviting us. He's inviting us in. And so it's a beautiful thing. And I, I, I want to speak just a minute about Genesis one twenty seven, absolutely, which was a critical verse for me. This verse says that we're made in God's image. He created male and female in his image. And so I'd read that verse many times. I knew that verse, but now I can tell you five years later, I know that verse and I know it more even today, y'all, than I did last week. So here is something I want to share with you that God has been revealing to me is, so we're made in his image. He is the great creator. So if we are made like him, then we are to create, to bring forth him into the world. We are to bring forth his light and his love and his beauty and whatever we create. And it's beyond art. Definitely the visual arts are beautiful and that's what he's called me to. But also we create with our words. We create with how we organize our house. We create with when we build something with our hands. We create when we decorate our house. We create when we garden 
garden. We create right. as we are hospitable with people and bring them in. We are creative in our relationships. So there's the the creation, creating is not just in the physical. It's right. also in our relationships. And so when we listen to God and allow him to use us to bring beauty into the world, it's really our purpose. It is, and it all points to him. It is the glory. And the truth is that the enemy cannot create. And so for 56 years for me, I never believed I was a creative. There was no way. I mean, far, far away from me. He stole it. He killed it. He destroyed it. That I would never be, a, I was not a creative, right? For 56 years. Right. And then I started believing the truth. And then you can know that there will be fiery darts being thrown at you when you start to move in this place of creativity. But you anchor on the truth. You anchor on the truth and promises of God that he made us in his image. He didn't make Amen. any other creature in his image. He made us with Amen. purpose. And so when we are creating and we're in this flow, we are so, and I can say that with such, oh man, like, yes, this is what he wants. It is the intimate place. It is where we move into Psalm 91.1, where we are in the shelter of the Most High. Like we are face to face with Him when we are in this flow of creating. It's what He made us to do. And you can expect the enemy will throw fiery darts, but stomp on them, throw them out and say, no, I do not believe that. Lord, I know what you did for me. I know you made me to create. And so it really is an anchor of moving into what we do not yet see. It is an anchor of faith. And you have to you have to go in victory with it. You have to fight for it because the enemy is going to try to kill, steal, and destroy the creativity that God put it in each of us. We are not yellow pencils. We are made uniquely to bring forth his beauty in unique ways. And the comparison is a huge thing the enemy uses. Well, I'm not as good. I can't do it like them. But see, he made us in a unique way to bring forth a unique beauty that nobody else can do. That's who God is. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if y'all can grasp that, but it's like there's some spiritual essence to it that is beyond the physical. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love that analogy. Like we're not yellow pencils because yeah, because everyone looks like for those yellow pencils and number two pencils that we're always using and it's just like everything else. And, and but you, I, I love that analogy that that's so that's really, really powerful. That really is yeah. powerful. So you know, when you wrote your book and you got into your book and, and what was it that, you know, inspired you to write? <laughs> well, it was hearing God. So here's what happened. Um, I, I saw my first painting on November 7th of 2016. And then in the summer of 2017, my husband and I loved to camp. And we were camping in the mountains near Clovecroft, New Mexico. And um, <clears throat> I could hear God in my spirit telling me to write a book about becoming an artist. I'd been selling for about seven months. This was in July of 2017. And I really put my hand on my hip. Uh, figuratively. And I said to God, if you want me to write this book, sort of with this attitude and tone, then you need to tell me what to put in it. Mm. 
And within three hours, I had my journal out. Within three hours, he told me the 12 chapter titles of my book. And it really was the steps so far that he had taken me through to build a business and to have a purpose, to believe the impossible, to have a purpose, to find your people. I mean, and we we condensed the 12 chapter titles to 10 in the end. But I wrote those down and I was like, wow, God, you just told me that. But I put the book, I put my journal away, that particular journal with that written in it for one year. And in July of 2018, because see, I'm busy painting and, you know, life goes on. And July of 2018, I hear God tell me again, very, very clearly in my spirit, it is time to write right now. And when he uses a play on words, I know that I know that it is him. He (laughs) loves to use a play on words with me. And so I know his voice and I am disciplined. He's taught me this. And so I said, okay, I will. And I knew I did not have a choice. I I mean, of course I had a choice, but I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to plow this ground that is hard. And I, uh, so with diligence in August of 2018, which was last year, I said, God, I'm not going to paint this month. I am going to write. And so my husband and I went back to the mountains of New Mexico and we stayed two weeks in a campground. We were dry camping. My husband would turn the generator on. I would plug in my MacBook uh, during those hours to get it recharged. God would wake me up every morning at 5.30, 5 or 5.30. I would get up, go to the little kitchen area in our trailer and I would start writing with my computer. When it would get daylight, I would go outside and I asked God for 20,000 words that week or those week and a half, two weeks we were there and I got 20,200 words. Um, and he was telling me what to write. I would keep a list of stories. So it was many vignettes of my life that he wanted to be shared which are his stories of how he did miracles in my life, Fox. And I had no, and my, my leg did, there was like slobbering blood on my leg. And we had just, my dog had just gotten <laughs> bitten really bad. And there was blood and everything coming from that dog, but my leg didn't, you know, so I had to tell that story uh, because of the angels, you know, right. it's like bringing into the spiritual you know, in from the spirit into the physical to tell the story. So he told me all these stories and I, that I needed to write. And he kept giving me more holy intersections time after time. And, um, so I would, I heard God tell me, you're going to need an editor. And I'm like, yeah. Um, and emails and asking people who would help. And I got some responses and no, and I'll pray. And then it was the no. And then God sent me the perfect editor, Annie. She lives here in our little community. She's a mom of three children, dear friend. She and her husband, they love Jesus. And she's a eighth grade English teacher. And she's very, very bright. And I was standing with her about two weeks after we got home from this New Mexico trip. We'd just done yoga together. And I said, Annie, would you think about, I mean, I heard God ask her if she'll be your editor. She's like, well, let me pray about it. She went home. Her husband said, oh yeah, you'll be your editor. And what God did with Annie, he 
showed her the blueprint of my book. So we had the 10 slash 12 chapter titles and all these vignettes. I, I don't even know how many, maybe 20 or 30 or 40 different mini stories that I knew that would be in the book. And God gave her the blueprint of looking at the the book and figuring out how to put the vignettes in and a story flow where it would be a page turner. And I mean, he told her how to do it. Of course, she's checking with me and I kept writing and I would tell her, here's another miracle that happened. She's like, write it down, send it to me. And, (laughs) and so it's just, and it's his book, you know, a few weeks ago, I'll share this with you. It's really hard to publish a book. I mean, I will say I sacrificed a lot of time. He would wake me up at 5.30 many, many days uh, to write. And it was his time to, to pour into me and let me, you know, put it out. And um, I thought I wanted, I wanted the book published on March 1st of 2019. And he had a different time scale. I, I so wanted it. And there's a precious part of my book that my dear friend from age 14, we'd been friends for 46 years. I was, I'd gotten to a really big art show in Atlanta the last week of January. And I thought that when I returned from that art show, I would have like a final chapter to write that I would have been found by somebody in New York City. And, you know, they would invite me. I even, I mean, honestly, I just even prayed this, that I would be invited into a gallery in New York City you know, for a show by the last part of this year. Well, at this art show, I sold two very tiny pieces of art, but I got to hang out. It was a very humbling experience for me, but I got to hang out with my friend Donna, but something was going on with Donna's life and we could tell like her left side wasn't working. And this was the last week of January. And then mid-February, she was diagnosed with brain cancer and she passed on June 15th. And in the midst of this, like it broke my heart, but I knew that there was more. It was not about the art and God just brought me to a deeper level with him because of this experience. And he showed me that eternity is planted in the human heart. There's a verse in Ecclesiastes that says, I've made everything beautiful and I've planted eternity in the human heart. And I know beginning from end and that verse and those three parts of that verse just really ministered to me. And I knew that I went to Atlanta, not for the show, but to have another beautiful week with Donna, you know, and then, you know, and she's now, you know, she's, she's with Eternals in my, I published it the week after, like it was released the week after she passed. And I asked God, do you want me to go back in? I'm willing to change. He said, no, and don't go back in. And so it really memory today and what she meant in my life. She believed in me so much. And actually I got to send her a a piece of art about a month before she passed. She lived in Georgia and I got to send her a piece of art, you know, of a llama because she loved llamas and it was just a happy, (laughs) you know, painting. So that was cool. But two weeks ago, I mean, yeah, about two weeks ago, God told me, that I needed to lay down my book. Um, I was at a, at a, a conference, a, a Christian conference out in North Carolina in mid-October. And, and our leader, Matt Tommy, had invited us to sh- lay down things we were carrying that we were not to be carrying. And I knew, God told me, it's your book. 
And he told me that night and I got on my knees and he said, give me back my book, Sarah. It's my book because I was fretting and worrying and like, it's hard. Like how do I'm a nobody? I'm self-published. I don't have anybody behind me except God. (laughs) (laughs) which is a pretty big deal to have God. Yes, absolutely. So I wanted to leave this. So he told me, give me back my book because he told me to write this book. He told me a year it's his book and he helped me and it was blood, sweat and tears to write this book and to release it. Many hours of editing and, and my friend Annie, my editor, like Holy Spirit helped us so much. And so I said, okay, God, two weeks ago, I'm giving you back my book. Your book. <laughs> and I got on my face and I said, you know, I'm, so, I'm sorry, it's your book. And I'm not, well, came home from uh, North Carolina and I have some consultants that I am that are helping me and I pay them and they're book consultants. And so every week we talk and they said, one of them said, Hey, we're pushing really hard to get you to do a special on Kindle where it's released, you know, on one day and we run the price to be 99 cents. Actually, Kindle allowed me to have it at one ninety nine, but they wouldn't allow the price to go down to ninety nine. So it's okay, one ninety nine. And she's like, "I've been trying, and the only day possible that I can get you in is November fifth, Tuesday, November fifth." I'm like, "Wow, that is the day my podcast is coming out on the Thriving Christian Artist. Same day, where on the same day the podcast comes out, and my Kindle, the book is on Kindle special, and it gets emailed out. The special." you know, gets emailed, emailed out to a lot of emails. And, and at three o'clock that afternoon, I have my call with them and they're like, Sarah, you're at number 68. And I went, I, they thought maybe I could get to number one. And I'm like at 68 at 3 PM. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I didn't really believe that it could do it. And I was like, man, 68, I mean, it's you're a hundred. That's really cool. But there's, um, I don't even know, like a, a million books. I don't even know. So many <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> under the specific zone we're looking at is uh, Christian professional growth at 5 PM. Like you're number three. And I did, I would have freaked out then, but they're like any other push you can do on your social media. A little after seven, I do open my email and they said, you just made it. You're number one. You're number one at seven, a little after 7 p.m. It made it to number one and it stayed there for about, you know, I don't know, 20 hours. I'm not sure. But, um, and I'm like, God, you're so good. Like it is your book. And the thing is the reviews are amazing. It is changing people's lives. It is giving hope because it's his story. And what I say is my book, you will find yourself in my book. I'm very vulnerable in the book. Like I share the hard stuff, you know, and, and people are finding themselves and they're believing and getting inspired that their God is the same God that my God. And he wants to activate us to the new places to be in this place and the shelter of the most high. And so, yeah, it's really beautiful. So the book is his and I, I still say my book and 
I'm like, should I say it's your book, God? I mean, it is his book, but (laughs) I did, you know, he helped me write it. And I didn't do the views beforehand. I didn't get any endorsements. Like, who do I get to endorse it? Like I, you know, it's just little me, but, but God, you know, but God wants the story told. And uh, the last chapter is one that I need to keep reading and it's called Hold It All Lightly. And that means your hands go out and everything that we have and everything that we are, we hold it out to you, God. And we say, sift and take and give and whatever. It's all in your time. None of this belongs to me. My life is yours. Everything. I'm willing to do whatever. You will take away. You will give. We hold it all lightly. If you, if when I, which I will say, I started holding that book close to my heart and saying, God, I need to sell so many. It just caused a lot of distress. It caused lack of joy. And when he told me, and he called me my darling, which I hear sometimes from my husband, but I rarely hear that. He called, God called me his beautiful one. But that night in North Carolina, he said, my darling, give me back my book. Then I knew it was him because he called me. And so I did. And now I'm like, God, you're amazing. Like these are miracles. These are things I would never have believed. And I can't, I'm humbly saying, God, I don't like, I'm all yours. I'm holding it all lightly, whatever, you know, whatever you want. Um, I, I want to share who you are, that you created us to create and you want us to move into that place, into that holy place with you, where we see you and hear you face to face. So we can bring light and glory and we walk in victory. The enemy cannot have this, you know, the enemy cannot create. And so we are all made to bring forth his glory, you know, and yeah, I could keep going, but I need to probably stop and let you see what we're No, no, this is awesome. (laughs) No, this, you know what, this is, this is something that, you know, everyone needs to hear, including myself. I mean, this is inspiring to myself too, you know, as as an inspiring, you know, entrepreneur and, and one to get the word out there for God and do God's work. This is very inspiring to me. I really, truly, it really, truly is. But I do want to touch on your e-course that you have coming out that you just released a hundred days. Yes. Yeah. Your e-course a hundred days creating with God. Tell us more about that. Okay. Well, God told me to write it. And so I did, it was in the midst of me releasing my book. And I said, God, this is a lot to ask. And he's like, I know, but this has to come out. Because he showed me this, it's a very, it's really simply hanging out with him every day and anchoring scripture and then moving from that place into creating with him. So back in uh, April of 2015, when I was going through some depression and I said, God, how do I been some in some depression in 2009 and I could feel I know what darkness I know it's like right on the edge and I'm like God I cannot go back into that darkness tell me what to do and he's like I will and by chance that day on my phone came forth a TED talk which I can't even find anymore but it was about 100 day project and it's about doing something with discipline for 100 days and I said God what do you want me to do and he gave me the guidelines that particular day and so I started doing 100-day projects with him. And that first one was in certain April of 2015. I started another one in January of 2016. And really, now it's like, I think it's a constant. Like, I don't, it's like every day, there's, I'm part of the 100-day project. Like, it doesn't end. So it's so cool how he 
started me with something that seemed overwhelming. But in this e-course, it's a video, it's on the platform of Kajabi, and I'm sure you'll link it in your show notes, but um, it is, it is, uh, it is really very simple. Um, And my videos, I have five of them. I have an introduction and four modules. The whole thing lasts less than one hour. But what you have to do, each person has to hang out with God and ask them, God, what do you want my 100 days to look like with you? And I have people that are cleaning out their house and cleaning out their closets and cleaning out their drawers. That's how they are being creative so they can make space for the more. Okay. And I believe other people are gardening. Other people are exercising. Other people are creating with art and some are journaling one day, art the next day journaling. So God is being very specific, but it is an anchoring system of finding scripture every day that God highlights for you that you hold on to. And then you move forward. Right. Because God did that for me. My my book, Small Beginnings, A Journey to the Impossible, came from Zechariah 4.10, which says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for I will rebuild the temple. He's telling Zerubbabel that. And watch my plumb line, which is, uh, you know, to get, build your wall straight. And so the small beginnings, like don't despise these small steps. Because see, we want to go fast. Like I want right. to go fast. I wanted to be a bestseller, you know, and God has done that for me. But you have to take all the steps. I had to get up at 5.30 every morning that he would wake me up without an alarm and get up out of bed and start writing that step for the day to to then get to the fruit, you know? So this, this e-course is an outline and it is simple, but it requires a lot on your part, but it really is unlocking some mysteries that God has given me. And it is changing people's lives, regardless of where you are in your walk with God. He wants to meet you and this e-course will help you. And right now I have it on evergreen. I had it open for part of August and I closed it because I heard from him. I opened it back up November 1st and it is open right now. I don't have a closing date because I have not heard from God. I believe it is to be evergreen because here's what I want to release to to y'all that are listening. There are right now, the day we're recording, there's 52 days approximately left of 2019. God has amazing things for us in 2020, but we cannot receive them in 2020 until we clean house, until we let go of some stuff and simplify some stuff in these remaining days of 2019 so he can do the more. It's called don't put the new wine in the old wine skin. It's Mm -hmm. called clean house, simplify so you can magnify. And he's calling us to find out who he is by reading his word every day. It is the living word. It is his first name we ever knew from him, from John 1, the word. He spoke and and he's the word. And if we don't know the word, we're not going to get to move to the greater place, you know, which is heaven coming to earth, which is the kingdom coming, which is bringing in more of the spiritual into our lives and sharing God's glory all across the world, you know, so life change. And I, but you, you, and that is really, and I I did not believe it is legalistic. I, I grew up in a legalistic church where I did not understand grace, but God pours his grace on us Amen. always. He is a loving God. He is not one 
that is going to crack the whip. But when we hear, we must move towards obedience. And, and so he's a loving, kind God. So if you're feeling a stirring, and I believe Holy Spirit is in us and it will be activated more, the more we walk in obedience, the more we will move into that place. And on that journey and on that path of this beautiful tapestry he's doing for us, he wants us to hang out with him. And so if you're feeling that stirring, I say, check out my e-course. Like it's him. I, I you know, it's him. So I bless you with that. Yeah. Man, thank you so much, Sarah. This has been an amazing, amazing experience. Seriously, for me, you've really inspired me. Like I, I want to go because I have a book in mind I want to write and I've been wanting to do it. And, and yes. this is really inspiring me. And, and it really truly is. But, you know, if, if there's one thing you can leave with our listeners as we close this out, what is the one thing you want to leave that uh, on everyone's hearts to, so that way they can be inspired to also be obedient? And understand that surrender is part of being not only being a Christian, but just just being alive and, and achieving what you, you want to achieve that God has put in your heart. Yeah, I just believe, believe that he is in charge of your life. Like he will tell you day by day, step by step. So you just say in the morning, God, what do you want? Where are you working today? And where can I join you? and believe that you're going to see him move and be watching because he is going to show up because you've asked him and then just move in it. Like do it, you know, don't keep sitting on the couch. You cannot, unless he tells you sit on the couch, then sit on the couch. (laughs) But (laughs) I just, yeah. So that's what I release to y'all that you will hear him in the creative process, you know, cause he is speaking and it's, and it's, I say, hear you hear him, but it's also with all of our senses, you know, it may not be the audible voice, but you're going to see something visually, or you're going to feel something or taste something, you know? So he is with you. He is with you. You are not alone. And, and so dance with him, hold his hand, let him dance and, and yeah. And let him lead to tell you, what do I do today? Day by day. Yeah. Amen. That's awesome. That's amazing. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you. This has been, this has been truly, honestly, very inspiring for me. It really has been. And I thank you so much. Really do. In the show notes, we're going to have the e-course. We're going to have links to the book. We're going to have links to uh, Acts 1-8 for, so you can contact Sarah. Maybe you can go ahead and then be an inspiration for her to br- paint a painting for you. How awesome would yeah. that be? How <laughs> awesome would that be? That would be an uh-huh. awesome having a one-of-a-kind painting. So again, Sarah, thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. Blessings. Absolutely. And guys, remember, as part of the Faithful Led Tribe, always be blessed. But most importantly, be a blessing. Till next time. I'm not going to